Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 898. Oh my gosh. That has a nice symmetry to it. It does have a nice symmetry. It's a lot of episodes. Almost 900 episodes, Katie. Oh, my God. Almost 900 episodes. I think we'd be close to 1,000 now if we had stayed doing three episodes a week. We'd be over, right? Maybe. I think we, I can't do math at Maybe. all, but I'm going to assume that we'd be over. <laughs> well, this episode is brought to you by Dr. Katz, The Audio Files, which is back with the original cast, including Jonathan Katz, Laura Silverman, H. John Benjamin. It's now a free premium podcast at audible.com slash Katz. Uh, 15 guest pages, including Sarah Silverman, Ted Danson, Ray Romano, Weird Al, Kristen Shaw, Bamford, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, Pete Holmes, some gentleman by the name of John Hamm with two M's. Uh, and they, uh, they do 15-minute sessions with, uh, with Dr. Katz. So it's free antidepressants in your ears on Dr. Katz, the audio files, exclusively now at audible.com slash Dr. Katz, K-A-T-Z. Uh, what do you have on the Nerdist Community Cork Board? Porter's Thumb on Reddit, that's his Reddit username, wrote, uh, I want to promote my wife and her beautiful work. She makes lovely paper mache birds out of shredded documents for immigrants that are processed at the law office she works at in Northern California. They're super special and all the profits, uh, they donate all the profits from their sales to Amnesty uh, USA. So you can, and they're really beautiful. I went to the website and they're, they're gorgeous. And she makes them like just out of like recycled Amazing. papers. And yeah, you can go to mayflowersboutique.com and, uh, and check them out or buy them. And then Angela writes, my brother-in-law, Eric Me has created his own comic strip called Skull. Eric is a hardworking father of three and has taken his love and art of comic books to make a thing and created his own daily comic strip. It, Skull is a daily comic about the reluctant leader of a global criminal organization known as the Skull Society. It's witty and topical, and uh, it has a great cast of characters. And you can find them at Eric Me, and that's Eric with a C, and then M-E-E dot com slash Skull. Excellent. Thank you, Katie Levine. Also, I have some stand-up dates coming up. If you're going to be in Minneapolis, I'll be at Acme Comedy, I believe, September 28th through 30, I believe. Uh, And there's other dates coming up, which... uh, See, I'll be at the American Comedy Company in San Diego. I think I have some dates in Tacoma coming up. And uh, I think I'm going to do Phoenix next year. Anyway, i got to post those somewhere, Katie. Lots I really need dates. to post my dates. Maybe I'll put them on my Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Hardwick. Check that out. But now check this out. Uh, Andrea Savage, legitimately one of the funniest human beings I know. <laughs> one of the funniest people I know. Um, just some backstory. Andrea and I dated in the early 2000s, 
and uh, and we're still dear friends, and I adore her. And uh, she has a show called uh, I'm Sorry, which she stars in and created uh, and wrote. And the season finale is September 6th at 10 p.m. on True TV. Full episodes are truetv.com. But Andrea is so fucking funny, and uh, and it's I love having this her This is on. one of the funniest episodes we've done in she, a while. I mean, it was amazing. She's... She, She's one of those people that just makes you funnier because she's so funny. <laughs> I, I, I love hanging out with her. This episode of the podcast also brought to you by Blue Apron, uh, which is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. For less than $10 a meal, they're going to deliver seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients right to your door. My mom uses Blue Apron, loves it. It's so convenient. You it come is. home and you have this food and it's quick. And well, if you like to cook to and make. you don't want to do a meal service where yeah. everything's pre-made and it kind of gets all and ratty. And it creates less waste because they give you the exact proportion. That's exactly right. And, it, and, and the ingredients are fresh. The ingredients are great. They're flexible. You can customize your recipes each week. Choose a delivery option that fits your need. And their freshness guarantee promises that every Every ingredient arrives ready to cook or they will make it right. So um, some upcoming meals, basil pesto chicken with summer vegetables, mm. panzanella, sauteed shrimp green beans with globe tomato, spinach, and orzo pasta, whole grain pasta, summer vegetables with heirloom tomato caprese salad. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Nerdist. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes and create these incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Nerdist, a better way to cook. Thanks to Blue Apron. Thanks to uh, Andrea Savage for being this guest on Nerdist Podcast number 898, where Katie will now roll the thing. Now entering Nerdist.com. That's the problem. I, I yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't go longer. And I'm missing my daughter's first day of third grade. My husband clearly didn't care. He was like, "She'll be fine." It's, it's the like, first day of third grade. That big of a no. I've been gone a lot though this year. So were, were you gonna do you go and like stand in the back and go, aha? Well, it's the day she finds out like what teacher she has, and oh, my gotcha. daughter gets nervous. And what house she's getting sorted into? <laughs> she already knows that. Which one is she? Gryffindor. My oh, daughter. What? By the way. My daughter is obsessed with Harry Potter. Like rightfully so. She's read she's eight. She's read every Harry Potter book. She started when she was five. And nice. literally like obsessed. She's been sorted no less than forty times. And she constantly Gryffindor? sorts herself. Once in a while off I think she purposely answers the questions to get she knows what's gonna lead her into Gryffindor. Do you know what that makes her? A Slytherin. By the way, I was the when I did that Pottermore, I was put in Slytherin. That totally tracks. No, yes, it no, does. it doesn't. No, <laughs> it, it does. I am a no. It was horrible. <laughs> I did it again under another email, and then I got Gryffindor because I was like, I refuse. That's a Slytherin move. I refuse. No. No. All right. I, no. Listen, you can say that, but I feel like it's not wrong the first time it's sort. <laughs> well, you. what are you? I'm a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. How dare you? You are so Hufflepuff. I am a Ravenclaw. How dare you? You're a Hufflepuff. I am not. Through and through. The Hufflepuffs are derper derps. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a fucking badger. By the way, 
way, I would rather be a Slytherin than a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I think we both agree on that. The poor um, Hufflepuffs are Hufflepuffs living going, hey. Hey, we don't murder people. Hey, we're come just on. nice people. We're just friendly. We're just, we're, we're friendly. You're, we're your buddy. Yeah. Like Hufflepuffs are your buddy. But it's been really fun because she, I mean, she is deep, deep in. And I mean, knows everything, like obsessed with it. Had two Harry Potter birthday parties. Has <sighs> been a Gryffindor twice for Halloween. Like, she's deep in. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah. And I read the books growing up. Uh, well, not, actually, I think I read them while we were together. I think that's Yeah, yeah, that them. was right around that, that time. That was right around, yeah. yeah. And then I, I liked them, but I wasn't like... For those listening, that would be 2002 to 2003. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. That, uh, for those listening and Just those in the room. Just wanted to remind you... I don't know what year. ...what your personal history was. <laughs> Can you go through everyone that I... <laughs> I would love that, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Kaler is here. <laughs> that would be alarming. Um, no, not Jamie Kaler. I just saw him. Oh, you did? Yeah, he actually is. Uh, he, he was on two episodes of my show. Oh, and that's then fantastic. And I did his podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, is Jamie's you... yeah. Alarming if it was a stream of just... Right. <laughs> hey, it's me. How you doing? I don't know why it's a bunch of stereotypes. No, I don't think I've ever dated anyone that sounded like that. Have you still not remembered the bit that I tried to remind you of the last time you were on? Where we say the thing. Well, someone I rem- asked us. I where remember we were. it. I just couldn't execute it anymore. Everyone, someone asked us where we were, and then you and I both just say the first thing right. comes to our mind, and then we flip and then it. we flip it, and then we combine it at the end. It's the sitcom. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cover the up. bad sitcom cover. Yeah. So, Katie, ask us, ask us where we were. Where were you guys? I was at the toy dog store. park. The dog toy park. store. I the was at the dog, dog toy park store. Toy place sex where you get dog the sex toy toys. sex. Mm. Yeah, see, it totally works. It doesn't. It doesn't work. I mean, it works. If you want to use that on your program. Oh, okay. I feel Um, like your show, though, you wouldn't do the bit. It would be the talking about doing the bit. Yes, it would talk about, or we'd do the bit and then I'd shit on the bit. (laughs) You'd totally shit. Yeah, you'd shit on it. Yeah, I'd be like, that's, you feel good about yourself. Is your daughter playing your daughter? No, 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 no. 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 Not at all. (laughs) I mean, is it the same human being? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I know you've never met my daughter. No, um, I and there's some confusion, but uh, no, that is Olive Petrucci. She's younger than my daughter, and uh, yeah. And you got her to say the word pussy in the first. She doesn't say pussy. What does she say? She says tushy. Oh, I swear to God. I, I she know. Said... This has been the bane of my existence, and I'm glad you brought it up because, I mean, this pilot, of course, like every pilot, tested within an inch of its life. Nobody ever thought it sounded like pussy. It's mommy. I forget, does a baby come out of your tushy or your vagina? I I would never have a child say pussy. By the way, one, because that's bad. Also, I don't think it's funny. By the way, I didn't even flinch. I thought that's... No! What? I I thought the joke was... Is the daughter saying, is is it... Do you call it... I don't find that even funny. Okay, I don't... Listen, I'm not saying... No, it's tushy because my daughter for like I'm laughing two at you years, being upset about it. Because, by the way, also, all of Petrucci's mom, because none of us saw this coming. Tushy. It was screams, like, it was at, like, gotcha, all this stuff, gotcha, and gotcha. no one ever said it. And then somehow it sounded like it a little bit. And so, like, all of Petrucci's mom was like, oh, God. So I'm like not the only mom. one that you heard that. You are not the only okay, one. Great. It hasn't been a ton of people, but enough people for me to be like, 
One, I would never have a child say Okay, that. good, good. Okay, good. And two, for the first line of my show, I would think of something <laughs> clever, more clever. No, because my daughter, for like a year, when she was that age, just kept forgetting if a baby comes out of your tushy or vagina, which sure. just made me laugh. It's, that's hilarious. And just be like, ah, mommy, I forget. Which is it? Tushy or vagina? It just that's like so constantly. Funny. And I was like, I feel like this should be more innately clear. Or you ask once and it's and you, in and you, and you got get it. it. Yeah. But no, no, no. She might still, like when she goes to have kids in 20 years or something, go, I can't remember. Is it? Is it? Well, by the way, and I just talked about this with Jamie Gaylor because he is uh, guilty of this. There are people who tell their kids that they have a front, girls, they have a front tushy and a back tushy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do not subscribe to this. No, no, no. I feel like you're asking for so much confusion later So much confusion. I mean, someone's like, can I put this in your butt? And you're like, front butt? Back butt? Which butt? Like, I'm lousy with butts yeah. over here. I got butts for days. I got, I got butts for days. Pick a butt, any butt. But not that butt. Not There's that one, one butt. Yep. There's one butt you can't have. Also, two totally different structures. Everything about it is And weird. I feel like it creates a... He a, admits it comes from just not wanting to address the situation. And I was like, it. you need to get in there now. I guess it make does it make more sense to say you have a front butt and a back butt as opposed to a front vagina and a back vagina? I guess that doesn't really I feel like I a back vagina I have a back vagina. By the way, I'm going to start using that. If, so, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's so upsetting. <laughs> Really is. Oh. Write all this down. Use this for, oh, your, use program. This for your program. Use this for your program. Andrea, were well, you leaving for Italy today? Yeah, yeah, oh like near hours. Andrea Savage has come by my house to record this <laughs> podcast on the way to a destination wedding. Yeah, in Italy. That someone is. Uh, I know. Listen, I'm sure. And you said you had a destination wedding, but it was in I Mexico, did. so it was a little it was more a accessible. Two hour flight. Yeah. Once you got there, you were there. It wasn't like a then seven hour drive. By the way, I love them when I get there. I really do. Yeah. But right now I'm like, are you serious? Well, you're yes, you're essentially going to the uh, Italy to the coast for. Just I am a going days. to the Italy. To I the, am going, you're to, going the Italy. to the Italy. That's, that's what they call it. The Italy. Uh, that's for just a couple of days, which a is a, days. which is a lot of travel for a couple yeah. of days. Again, can't really complain. No, 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 no. Yes, these but are luxury. Problems. These are luxury problems. But yeah, I am. Um, it is a little bit of just like, oh wow, this is just there's a lot. Yeah. I have to really love this person. I do. But um and it's gonna be gorgeous when I get there. But it's it's a plane and then another plane and then a drive and a thing. I feel bad because I'm almost a little resentful, and this is just a very selfish point of view. I'm almost a little resentful of destination weddings because I kind of feel like, come on guys, you really couldn't just do this a little bit close. I mean, where did I get you get it. married? We get we got married at the Langham in Pasadena. Oh, well that's convenient. It is. Okay, don't get on your high horse. Like, I, am, I, got I can't hear you from town. up here. My yeah. horse is very high. I can't hear you from up here. I, it's a totally different zip code. You know that's not a horse, right? But <laughs> um well that was very, very gracious of you. You're an amazing person, well, Chris. <laughs> you win. Best person of the decade. Finally. Because you got married in God. Pasadena. Oh. Nobody had to travel from out of town. You know what? That's different. It's easy to get true. to Los Angeles. It's a hub city. Pasadena, that was a little further. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Compare driving 45 minutes to, yeah. through traffic. Yeah. All right, we're Dude. monsters. We're fucking monsters. Is that what you want? 
Yeah, listen, I'm just a very innocent woman with a back vagina <laughs> trying to live my life, okay? <laughs> listen, who's headed off to Italy? I think vagina, back of vagina. I don't know what this attitude is all about. I don't know what kind of butt period you got going on over there. Oh, the worst. (laughs) I just started my butt period. Oh, you're a woman now. (laughs) This is great. It's late in life that one gets it. Yeah, that's the... That's the distinction. That's that's the distinction. Emphasis on the stink. Oh, Oh, I have to go. I just realized I just got a text from American that my flight is earlier than anticipated. American's leaving earlier to get you out of this podcast. Yeah. I just got a personal text from the president of American Airlines. Wow, that's Mm -hmm. crazy. What's his name? You're not the only fancy person who I'm has not... fancy people, Chris. <laughs> I don't know the president of American Airlines. Well, there you go. So, good for you. Thank very you. Very good for you. Thank now you. Everyone knows that you're going to fly American Airlines to Italy. Oh, so God. very easy great. to stalk you. Oh, great. Oh, no, no one's interested in stalking me. <laughs> I mean, the show is doing quite well, but not. It's but you're not, you're, not in, you're not into the stock. Yeah. You're not in stalking territory. Um, yeah. Well, light, light, light um, sort of sexual assault. To, you know, social media, but that's about where it starts. Stop, I mean, stop. it's, it's, uh, yeah, social media is not. Are you super active on social media? I have become, I am not naturally inclined to do it. The true TV say, you really need to promote your show. Yeah, in that weird voice. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> they all speak hey, like that. Hey, you need to promote your show when you're going to the Italy. When you're going to the, the program. You the, gotta the, promote the program. your program. The kids uh, it was encouraged. It was encouraged. And I also knew that I had to also step. I mean, I'm, a reasonably intelligent person that knew I needed to step up because I really just didn't do anything. So I have been doing quite a bit. I don't know how long I will be able to keep it up. (laughs) (laughs) It is a little bit of an energy suck. And I don't like to post anything. I don't post anything of my personal family, really, for the most part. So it's hard, you know, so I don't want to only be posting stuff about the show over and over and over. Sure, sure, sure. Um, But I got a lot of, like, extended scenes, improv scenes, bonus scenes that I post. So you you wouldn't, like, post a picture of your... uh, Daughter's front vagina? (laughs) Jesus Christ! I would not, Chris. Thank you for I, asking, though. Was, I that didn't was ask weird that, that you asked at that. All. You weird I 100% you that. did not ask that it at all. It is weird. Honestly, Anyone I'm uncomfortable. Anyone reviewing this podcast could rewind it. Rewind? And uh, I hear that I did not say that. I think the tape I was is even concerned. To- <laughs> I was even concerned about the joke I was going to make, and yours what? was like a million times worse. What was yours? I was, mine was just going to say like, "Oh, a picture of my daughter in front of her school." You know, like just <laughs> <laughs> something. <laughs> just that was not a great joke. But, but it's but that's a, but. That's <laughs> Thanks for taking the wind. Thanks for taking the offensive uh, wind Chris, out of my sails. I forget that I how, how much fun we have. It's so it's, yeah, and we do You're not a great live, person. We do not live that far away from each I other. I literally now I've moved. I live very close. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. You moved out of the one area and moved over yep. to this. Yeah, and moved area. into the other one area. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, so we're even closer now. Well, there's no reason. And that my you therapist come over. lives. Uh, I she works out of her home. I fucking need your life story. Oh she wait, lives I do. It's very a close to I you. do actually. Yeah. I do. <laughs> All right, we'll only talk politics. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, now that's what we're doing. Uh, no. She lives very close. Oh, that's cool. So I'm here on a, maybe once every couple weeks. You should uh, come by. If you and the hubs should come by for a dinner at some point. 
I promise not I, to do that. I voice. was gonna say. I promise not to do that voice if you come over for dinner All right. sometime. All right. You see? Uh, well, I don't know. I I'm skeptical. Could, I wish you could see the look on your face. <laughs> it's not great. It is a very much. It's a very who farted look. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like what you just said was the equivalent. <laughs> the equivalent. It was the verbal who it farted. Was the verbal who farted. Yeah, it was who farted with words. Yeah. yeah. What are you? What are you lovely. doing with? Uh, now that you're you're done, I assume you're done with the show. Almost done. Um, yes, almost done with the season. We've been picked up for another season. So congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. Um, so I'm already. You know, got that call and the euphoria was maybe six to seven seconds until the panic right. immediately. Said, gonna I gotta another. do this again. I gotta write a whole other. Oh God, I told every story that I have. Honey, do something funny. <laughs> I'll, I, I'm not gonna say your daughter's name. Yeah. Daughter, do a thing. <laughs> I need, mommy needs, mommy needs jokes. material. Please. Um, I will say it is daunting because this season I did come in with like 30 to 40 stories and I think I used almost every single one of them in the 10 episodes. And so um, I truly am having a little bit of, um, oh God, I don't know. And and I did have writers, great writers who I would pitch stories and then they'd come in with their ideas from the things and then the shows would come out from there. But it is the couple times we tried to break a story from scratch, they felt different. They like they felt jokey or sitcommy. Like they didn't feel as organic as the other stories. Oh, right, because they're not based on. They're not something. based on real. Like I think that's why the show, like, um, it's not predictable. You don't see what's coming, is because a lot of it is truly real. Right. Um, all the characters are based on real people. All the things, just even like the next door neighbor has this weird. It you'll I think you will appreciate this. When you're in a bit with somebody that's not even a bit, but it's the only thing they ever say to you. And I used to have this neighbor when I lived in this apartment building who only wore shorts. And I, I, I didn't even know this, but I commented one day. I was like, you're always wearing shorts. And he was like, yep, shorts. And then for two years, our only interaction was when I would see him and he'd go, shorts again. <laughs> and then I, I started, I started no joke. Like I'd, I'd be about to walk out of my apartment. I'd see him and I would tuck back in. And I would, like, pretend I was on the phone. Like, I was like, this is... I'm a captive in can my I own... You, can I pitch you a joke? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you crack the door open. You see him kind of coming out. He doesn't see you yet. There yeah. he is in his shorts. You slowly close your door. And then from the reverse angle, you just see a, your hand come out <laughs> with a pair of pants. And you just chuck it at him. And then slam the door really fast <laughs> to just end the shorts of it all. Well, I'm not going to tell you. It does end in the season. And I won't, I won't say how it does because I think it ends tomorrow. Um, that gets wrapped up. But yeah, it. Um, so just like even weird little things like that or things that were just cold opens. So I am a little bit in a panic of what I'm going to do next time. I my <clears throat> my ear, nose, and throat doctor. Not to brag. Uh, <laughs> How often do you go? Eh, Seven once a times year. a year. Once a- <laughs> Am I dying? What is this? Uh, he has the same, literally the same joke for, gosh, ten years. I've been yeah. going to this guy when he cleans out <laughs> the wax on my ears. Literally every time. Oh, I think we're gonna find Jimmy Hoffa in there Ooh. every. Ooh. And I love him. He's the sweetest. Oh, of course. But I... uh, That's... Yeah. Yeah. But luckily, you only have to see him once a year. I mean... Shorts was almost on a daily daily, basis. This was... It became a thing where I literally... I became... I felt like I was captive in my own home. When I worked at Nickelodeon, (laughs) there was a a security guard there who was uh, an elderly security guard. And I was working on a show called The X's. And I think right, right around right around the time okay. that uh, that you and I were uh, a thing, and uh, and he every time we go in, I I would talk to him 
I'm going to go, and he never remembered me. Oh, that's fun. And I was there weekly. <laughs> and uh, I'd come through the gate, and he'd go, hey, what are you here for? And i go, oh, I'm working on the X's every time. All of mine live in Texas. <laughs> Why is it that I just want to do this with everyone I know? Just find what their, what their one recurring bit one is. Just have that one bit. Yeah. I mean, I do on a one level just because it makes me laugh, but then also when you're in it. You're, and also, it's just it's not even a bit. Like, shorts wasn't even a bit that I could even respond to. Well, it just this, was shorts again. He finally stopped doing it. Okay. Because he died. Mm, okay. Well, um, I hope my shorts is alive somewhere. <laughs> well, maybe. Um, hopefully. I hope. Steve Zizis. Do you know Steve Zizis? Uh, from Togetherness and stuff. He it's plays not a real name. Yes, it is. He's a hilarious, a real name. great person. It sounds like Steve Zizis. It sounds like <laughs> either a play on Steve Zissou or the town Zizix that you... Oh, the Zizix on the way to Vegas. On the way Vegas. to Vegas, yeah. Um, neither. Okay. Neither. He's a very funny, very funny actor. He He's shorts. But yeah, the guy, the guy in my apartment building would be like, it's raining, still got my shorts. Like, it was just like, ah! Yeah. Um, so we'll see, but I'm very excited. I'm going to try to take a little time off and try to, like, live my life and get some stories for, like, a month or two. <laughs> can I? Okay, I'm going to pitch you another. I'm just going to pitch you ideas, and you can Great. shoot them all down. Great. <clears throat> this next season, and yeah. this will take some pressure off you. Yeah. Just do an entire, unless something, unless it ends, <clears throat> mm-hmm. do an entire origin story of Shorts Guy. Just follow Shorts Guy and find out. I would, that would be an amazing thing to do. Unfortunately, the style of this show, which now I am somewhat regretting, is one of those single point of view shows where I am in every single scene and there's never anything. Like it's, it's just because I suggested it, isn't it? Well, it's shit. <laughs> my point is that's a terrible, terrible pitch. No. Um... <laughs> I don't know another way to say it. No, I would love to do that. I'm sort of trapped myself in this like very like, like I can't even, my husband can't even have like a scene separate. Like it's all that kind of, because it's almost like mockumentary, almost to that point. Like it's, so, but I would love to do that. I'm going to, we're going to try to explore like different ways we can kind of branch out and that kind of stuff. Because I know you've, you've uh, created shows before, but how is this one? Well, this one's gone. I mean, this one was made, yeah, okay. so that's as big as difference. That's a big, that's a big difference. <laughs> that's the but you've made other shows before. Uh, I've developed. I think I've developed like six or seven other shows. Um, I've never had one a show that I created actually go to series. So this is it was incredibly different. Um, it was so much work. One um, because because it's like all told through sort of my voice and my point of view. Like really, every single step of the way. From every <clears throat> script, we, we room wrote everything. Oh, cool. And then so every, you know, so it was all coming, you know, through everybody and then filtered back through me. And then I would kind of do the end rewrites and that kind of stuff. And so the writer's room had to end and then I producing it and, you know, just running a set and being in charge of that many people and being in every scene and casting and locations and set design and I mean it was just sort of endless you know just like the endless jobs yeah um, and then not until production was over did we start post and then I was there for every frame and every everything I have a confession to make oh god I don't think that guy died I just said that <clears throat> I was just I trying actually to appreciate you telling me yeah, that I and just... I feel like that continues our bond <laughs> Good. I feel like I just needed to be open with you I no. don't I mean may, I, at this point I don't know it was a long time ago and he was old you said. he was so I but I don't know I just okay. uh, I just needed to come clean about no. that I think I was and I appreciate that I just didn't know how to get out of I'm it I'm trying to think of I how to get out of the bit otherwise 
Didn't know how to um, get out of it. Shorts guy still okay? I don't know. I moved, but he wasn't old, so I feel like he's probably fine unless something unfortunate happened to him in some capacity. And they buried him in shorts. By the way, <laughs> if he is dead, I hope he's in shorts. I mean... He loved his shorts. He, listen. They were usually um, corduroy. Oh. Which we do not have on the show. but um, Yeah, they were like corduroy. Not like super short short, but like... A shorter side for a man, okay. like a quarter, you know what I mean? Not like booty shorts or something, but like... More of an eight-the-roy? Hey, that's a Blaine Compatch joke. Do you know Blaine? I know Blaine. The best. He, Blaine's the best. awesome. Blaine, Blaine would have sold that joke. He, he would have. Blaine yeah. would have made that joke work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Blaine's not here, so... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him on the phone! <laughs> um, so, uh, anyway, very... Yeah, I'm super proud of it. it True TV has been... So fucking amazing to work with. We have no studio, so it's just like me right to like the heads of True TV. Their notes have been good, which is crazy and yep. limited. They have let me do the exact show I want to do top to bottom. Like the show that was in my head is a hundred percent on the screen. That's fantastic. And my producers and my showrunner, Joey Slayman, never worked with her before. A lady named Joey on her birth certificate, Joey. Well, I'm not upset about it. No, I don't you know why that. you're I <laughs> that thing's perfectly reasonable. Um well, because so I always was like Thought her name was like Josephine or something. Right. But it's not. It's just Joey. It's just Joey. Totally reasonable. Joey Slayman. Joey Slayman. I also thought her name was Slammin, which is one of the reasons why I hired her. Because I was like, <laughs> Joey Slammin? You can't go wrong with that. And then like after I heard it, she's like, it's actually Slayman. And I was like, well. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get a, get a cooler name. Yeah. Get a cooler name. Say. Call me late. Get a more aggressive name. I need you to have a more aggressive um, yeah. surname. Yeah. More aggressive. So um, it's been kind of great. And I've gotten to talk about. You know, it's sort of like my version of like a darker, twisted family show. So we, like my favorite scene of the whole series is um, in real life, my husband and I went to uh, therapy and um, I wasn't there one day and the therapist had told him that me being an alpha female, I may have some sort of rape fantasy. What? (laughs) So um, we didn't go to this person after this. That's probably a good time to... To peace out. Did you... um... Oh, what was the Rob Thomas show you did? Significant Others. Significant Others. It's, yeah, I mean. I mean, not, not in style, but just in, when you said therapy. Oh, yeah. I just. Uh, well, that show was like all, mostly in therapy. Mo- and mostly improvised, too. That right? was, that show was, was improv- a fully improvised show. Yeah, right. I mean, it had outlines and that kind of stuff, but fully improvised. Um, this is fully scripted, and then we do some improv. Jason Mansukas is on it. We always go off the rails. Um, Judy Greer's on it. Um, Gary Mike. Gary Anthony Williams and all these great Nick Kroll, Paul she like all my friends came and did it. Lizzie Kaplan, Alison Tolman. Shit. Yeah. Um Steve Zizis. Not a person. <laughs> yes. A great, great person Not that you should it. know. Not buying it. Um Judith Light's on it, June Squibb. Um I mean it, the cast is insane. Did uh I, I think that I feel like the Sunday company training is probably the best training for this type of thing where just for people who don't know at the Groundlings the Groundlings yeah. Sunday Company you have to write a brand new show and put it up every, every Sunday every yeah. week a new show yeah that is 100% I think the where I learned to write and to learn to write under pressure and that you just have to do it and even when you don't think you have an idea you probably do and you have just forced to do it. Um, that was sketch comedy writing which now I look back and I go that was not the best fit for me in terms of the big scenes where I had to do, like, characters and wigs and all of that stuff. And my favorite scenes where I was kind of playing a version of myself 
and like just writing a more grounded comedy. And that's where I think I started realizing that part. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely where I started writing. Hundred percent. Not uh, so. There's <clears throat> not a lot of scenes in I'm Sorry where you come in like in a crazy f- flow from Alice yeah. wig. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Most cold opens and tags. <laughs> just the cold opens and tags. What if True TV was like next season? Mm-hmm. More big characters. More flow type characters. More flow. Not Stephanie Courtney. I was going to say Stephanie Courtney. No, no, no. Also groundlings. Ne- also groundlings. Also brilliant, oh, brilliant great. comedian. Great. Uh, she, yeah, it's kind of interesting now that Steph- Stephanie Courtney is the she's the she's flow. She's the flow of this generation. Our flow was Our Kiss flow My Grit. Polly Holiday. Yeah, Polly Holiday. And yeah. th- today's flow is Stephanie Courtney. Yeah. And then also, I just started my first butt flow today, so it's like. The w- oh, remember? <laughs> remember? <laughs> remember? <laughs> Perfect callback. Remember? Remember? You know, remember before when remember. we were talking about the butt periods? <laughs> Anyhow, I'm Joey Slamming. <laughs> I wish Joey talked like that. Doesn't talk like that at all. No. Also a woman. Also a woman, so it would be very weird if she spoke like that, and also delightful. What do you pack for four days in Italy? Well, let's see. There's a lot of events with this wedding. So so no carry-on. You actually have to check a bag. I actually have to check a bag, which really bummed me out, because I am sort of one of those people that's like, I find it a challenge to, I'm like, I'm going to, I am only going carry-on. I will do anything to keep it only carry-on. Yeah. Uh, It's, you know, it's an Italian summer wedding, so some dresses, you know. Are you going to show up to the wedding? Uh, it's, I'm sure there's going to be a series of fun comedic mishaps, and then you crawl through the bushes at the very end after having had to hitchhike and swim in your dress, and then you get to the wedding and there's like leaves in your hair and dirt on your face, while Taylor Swift's Look What You Just Made Me Do plays... And then, I imagine life is always a comedy sketch, right? Well, by the way, this is the opening scene now of season two. <laughs> That's actually how it's That's going. how it's going to open. Yeah. Season two, I'm sorry. So you start there, and then you go back in time to tell yeah. the story of to how tell the you story got of shor- there. Of shorts, yeah. Yeah. Well, Aziz Ansari, <laughs> um, his show went to Italy in the second season, so... He kind of took that, you know what I mean, Dick? So he just, like, owns Italy now. Yeah, he owns Italy well, I don't now. know if that... Just because one guy no, he's took a shit. Oh God! Wow! Yeah, the gloves him. come off. Wow! Sadly, I do like him. <laughs> <laughs> but you're just mad that he stuck the Italy thing yeah. from you. Before I even had the Italy thing, yeah, it's not even. I couldn't even. I have no leg to stand on. Are you following all of the uh, the the intense molecular dissections of the Taylor Swift song, or I is that not. outside your radar? Uh, I know that the song came out. I know I because my daughter is a fan of Taylor Swift to a point. Although she's like. She's always singing about boys who don't like her. And I'm like, yep, this is why, you know. And I get in my daughter's ear. I get weirdly, like, always in her ear of, like, you know, of just like, well, you know, it would be probably better if she was maybe writing about her friendships. You know, and like the thing, you know what I mean? So annoying. I'm that annoying mom. But I think that's a very valid point. I've just been fascinated by the thing because. Wait, what are they saying? Because we listened to it and my daughter, I played it for my daughter and she was like, wasn't impressed. Yeah, it I'm, didn't sound like even her voice. I was just like, my yeah, my, I don't my know. only thing. And listen, I don't want to start a don't want to start a, a Twitter war with anyone over this. Is just I didn't my, realize this was big, big. Just news. my opinion, but I I just think 
good art shouldn't tell you what to think about it. Yes. Like, a good artist shouldn't go, I'm different now. Do you see how different I am? Look how different yeah. I am. I'm, I'm different. That old one's dead, but I'm the new one. Like, art Show, sh- don't tell. Uh, exactly. Art should just, yeah, it should just demonstrate yeah. that. Like, I, I don't... I didn't listen closely enough to it to even fully remember. Like, I mean, I don't think every time Madonna changed, a, like, did a new album, she was like, look at my hair. Look at my <laughs> shoes. I'm so different, you guys. Like, I don't know. I just think I, I sort of feel like... Is that what this song was? It's yeah. Tri- okay. I, I, mean, I literally like, didn't listen to it that closely. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty, and maybe, I, maybe I'm missing, because there have been a lot of dissection, dissections about this song, more than I think it really needs. I was going to say, why are people spending so much time on this? Because people are bored, A, and there's a demand for content, so people feel like okay. they need to write a 2,000 word. We're in, the, we're in the era of, I'm going to have to weigh in on this. Like, Ugh, that's what No, everyone, don't weigh in. Not yeah. interested. Don't weigh in. Which is, I think, my reason why I'm not in total, why it's hard for me to do social media, because I sit there and I go, I don't care what you think, so why should anyone hear what I think? It feels so narcissistic and like, yes, who cares? Yes. Let, like, I just I just find it interesting to see like that machine go to work and like, here's all the hidden messages in this song. Like, hidden messages. messages? I feel like it's pretty... Did she write the song? Pretty on the nose. I don't know. I mean, that's the other thing. Is she just singing something that someone else wrote that I don't has know. nothing to do with her? I have no idea, actually. I have no idea. I just Again, th- felt I'm not like it just it. sounded just... very produced, and I was like, oh, it doesn't sound... It sounded like five other per- five other artists that I was like, that could be Megan Trainor. That could be blah, blah, blah. I mean, all, listen to the like, song in the back yeah. of my head. I was like, you're in your late 20s, right? Is, is this... she? I don't even know. Isn't she? Yeah. yeah Taylor Swift is late 20s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like mid. Yeah, I don't right? know. Uh, she's probably late 20s, because... It's always where I'm like, no, they're so young, and then they're not, and then I'm like, fuck, I'm old. Yeah. That's usually I just feel like it's a song, like, if you were, like, 17, you wrote, you go, okay, yeah, I get it, that makes sense, but... Yeah, but I... Did she... Oh, she's 27, okay. Did she write it, though? That's what the other yeah, I thing... I don't know. Can we find it? Because I feel like if she didn't write it, then it's like, Boy, the Taylor cares? Swift... I'm going to hear it from the Taylor Swift... I fan. love that this is what your... You got your finger on the pulse. <laughs> Don't you have 17 shows on television? One of them just went away. Which one? At midnight. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I did see did see stuff about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's or okay. Happy. I don't Actually, know. I'm I didn't I'm, know if you chose that. I didn't I miss, know. I really do I really do miss the show, but I will say That was uh, a lot. It's been nice to to have a breather. Yeah. Actually see my wife. That's uh, lovely. Take some time. We like we went on a vacation, which was very Where'd you go? Um, we just went to Northern California. We went to the Mount Shasta area and just, you know, spent, spent some time in the woods. Did you, um, ever just look at your wife and go, I want to pop, 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 pop. I want to Shasta. I want to thrill. I want to now. We're chasing all I want to now. You need the second verse. I got got it after the first verse. No, you need the second verse. (laughs) It's all about that second verse. First of all, I think I mangled that second verse because I'm not totally sure what the words are because I think I said now twice, but it's... Um, well, wait. Good. I, listen, I want to. I want to give you credit for calling yourself out on yeah. not nailing the "I Want to Pop Shasta" song. She yes. Wrote Jack oh, she wrote it with Jack Antonoff. He was written on a few other songs. Uh, I wonder if he wrote them. Well, he probably wouldn't. I don't know if he would write the lyrics, right? Jack would. They write them together because I know he worked on the last album. Oh, Jack's okay. a delight. Oh, so now, now who feels like a jerk? 
me again. He's a delight. What makes Jack so great? He's just a really sweet guy. He's you just think a really everyone's a sweet guy. Everyone's really nice to me. You, yeah, I do. You know, like I have a lot of nice. No, I agree. I feel nice the same friends. way. People are always like, "You think everyone's nice?" I'm like, "Because most people are. They nice. are. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know what it's like to be in a relationship with any of these people. I just yeah. know that they're nice in my dealings with they're them. They're able to pull themselves together. I remember getting shit about that. Like when the podcast first started, because I would always say like, "Oh, so and so comes on and they're nice, they're delightful." We're like, "You say that about everyone." Like, well, what if they are? <laughs> like, no one's been a dick. What do you want me to say? They've I, all been delightful. I agree. No, I'm the same way. I get a lot of shit for liking more, and I'm like, "Why am I getting shit for actually being a positive person who actually likes people?" Yeah, I know. Like, why is that such a terrible trait? Because my cone of negativity. <laughs> if you're not part of it, then you what everything you feel isn't valid. Well, or I guess it then feels like it's, I guess it is sort of like if somebody, it does annoy me, uh, like if my husband or like someone where I'm like, how does this look? And it's like, yeah, it looks good. Everything looks good. And you're like, well. You need, you need some critique. You need to know direction. that there's some objectivity, that there's some guidelines that it's like, it's not just blank. Cause then it means nothing. Well, that's, well that, that's where like really close friends come into play. Yeah. And not, I mean... But do you think if you came out in, like, um, like a tighter jean than usual or something... That'd have to be pretty tight. Yeah, you do wear a tight jean. Yeah, I do. Um, okay. What a tighter, like, a really tight, tight t-shirt? Just like, like that you can see your nipples through. <laughs> okay, so if I did that... Yeah. Then what happens? And you're out with close friends. Do you think that they are like, hey, Chris, can I talk to you for a second? That's actually not a great... Oh, I don't think you. it would even be, can I talk to you for a second? It would just be like, like what the fuck is it? Hey, what's going on over there? Hey, buddy. Okay. That's great. Yeah, I, absolutely. Would Lydia say it before you left the house? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, Lydia's great because she's, uh, she's really sweet and even-keeled and supportive, but if she doesn't like something, she'll just say she doesn't like it. Great. So, you know, I, I do feel like I can get a pretty honest gauge from her if I'm doing something. She'll go, yeah, I don't really know. You know, I'm not. Like if you're like wearing like tinted sunglasses that you'd wear inside. Right. Right, 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 right. Like you thought like to I, I do like to wear tinted sunglasses inside. <laughs> yeah. And but I'm like the ones where you, still, you can still see through it. It's just light, like light tint. Oh, oh, those. Those. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like the, like the yellow tinted mm-hmm, glasses. Like yellow tinted glasses. You know, if I did that, she'd probably inquire as to what was up. Uh, <laughs> What changed? I, mean, I would love that if she was just like, hey, honey. Hey, you, honey, when did you start doing heroin? Yeah. <laughs> or just like, I have a question for you. What, what's up? Hey, this, <laughs> this is my truth now. You know. <laughs> how, often, how often does that get thrown at her? This is my truth now. <laughs> Never. Please. She'd laugh at me. Good. She would laugh at me. I, I, I'm curious as yeah. to how someone raises a child in the toxic environment of the social media era. Like, how do you... Well, she's too... Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have a phone. She doesn't have an iPad. But like, she will. She will. Soon, oh, it's terrifying. I would imagine. And just how many different ways a child can be influenced by how many, you know, so many horrible things. Oh, and there's... Awful. It's... it's It keeps me up at night. I will not lie. Uh, I have not really had to get involved with it yet. But I see friends of mine who have older kids, what it's already happening. I think it just means you have to, sadly, annoyingly, be a more involved parent... And really be like watching what they're doing more than our parents did. And you got to be the other voice in the ear. I think because they're going to be getting it. They're going to be seeing stuff. I think my sort of philosophy is I want to make her feel very confident about herself going, you know, 
some people are like, oh, that kid thinks they're so great. And I'm like, you can't make your kid be overly confident. If, get them as confident as they can because get them as confident as they can till 12 because 12 to 18, the world is just going to be chipping away at whatever sort of base of confidence you've been able to help them build. Right. So build it wide. Build it big. Yeah. Make them really feel like they are capable and smart make they make smart choices because if they think they make smart choices they will most likely continue to try to make a smart choice how do you feel about participation trophies i do not agree with them i i i think that there are times especially a little younger where i don't think you should get a trophy but i do think it's encouraged that everybody is working together as a team and that not anyone's going to win or not win but i do think at a certain point Life is life. And you need, I do think that you need to instill a competitive spirit in your child. So that they can cope with so they can, things that happen. And that they know that they have to work hard to get things. Right. That is something that I feel like the entitlement, like I know, and I, I take raising my child probably way too seriously in certain instances. Um, but I, I think you are trying to raise, I think of it as sort of like, you're raised in a weird way, like raising an animal to be able to survive on their own. Like if you were, I don't know, like a kangaroo or something, you raise your child to be able to survive without you. Right. Like that's what you're trying to do. And so it doesn't help them for you to coddle them or not give them the spirit to strive and try to achieve things for themselves and right. know how hard they have to work because other people will be working hard. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, they need to be able to survive without you. And I feel like a lot of people parent for them to survive living with them for the rest of their lives or whatever it is and not giving them the actual ability to survive without you. Right. Because evolution, like you're going to die at a certain point and they have to live. And it's like, going to be their fault. And you need to let them know that. Because, <laughs> yes. I mean, they may murder you or it might just be more sort of metaphysical. It's a metaphysical. process yeah, yeah. over time. But I do think, like, and not competitive necessary against other people, but like a competitive spirit inside. You know, like something, like a drive. That's yeah. what it is. Like, it, I've always been like, how do you instill a drive in a, in a child? That's my Yeah, I don't know. I guess you have to figure out what it is that they want. You know, but, 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 but the idea that there might be a lot of kids growing up who don't understand how, like the second something isn't the way they want it to be, they just fold Mm -hmm. in half. Like, well, that's not a, Mm -hmm. that's not a good coping skill because if, you know, if you're in a situation where you need to be able to figure out how to survive, that's, that's not going to be helpful. The world is not always going to give you a safe space. And very rarely will it. Right. Um, so my sort of philosophy is like you you want to put them in challenging environments that are, for me, like safely challenging. My daughter's pretty shy in certain things. but I And I don't push her to go do anything. But I do try to push her a little outside of her comfort zone in very safe environments. And picked a school that really encourages... Uh, individuality and embracing sort of, you know, who being confident in who you are and comfortable and creates a very safe space for you to fail. Right. And still feel safe. Right. Because otherwise she won't try anything if she thinks she's going to fail. Right. She just is like, she's typical firstborn, like wants to just be good at everything. And at the second she's not, I don't want to, no, no, shut down, shut down. Right. Um, So I think part of it is like putting them in environments and part, I don't know. 
We'll see. I mean, I'll talk. She might be a fucking maniac. I mean, she could be a serial killer at the end of all of this. This is like a big experiment. No, I bet. I bet you're a good. I bet you guys are good parents. I think we are. Because I I actually do think we are. Because you, you, your, your parents were really cool. My parents were pretty cool. Yeah. I I remember your parents were really cool. Our moms have the same first two names, (laughs) which is very weird. Um, Sharon Lee. Sharon Lee. And uh, yeah. Wait, didn't they also have the same birthday or no? When's your mom's birthday? September 11th. No. Oh. I know. Rough. Oof. Mm. My mom's other name is Osama bin Laden. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah. Sh- Sharon Lee is Other her- name? Well, Sharon Lee is her uh, maiden name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Osama bin Laden was her, her married name? name. Your father's name was... Was Michael Osama, Osama bin, Laden. bin Laden. And then she took it. But it's name. all... I know it sounds... It's it actually sounds- not three names. It's all one name. <laughs> Yes, it's yeah. all one name. It's all one name. Yeah, yeah. It's just the way it's written. It's it's kind of there's some silent letters in there. It's yeah, pronounced yeah. like Michael Osama bin Laden. Yeah, Osama bin Laden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, why well, that? <laughs> it's I don't know why I thought they had the same birthday, but now I made no. My mom's August ninth. Oh, she just I know why because. Uh, Ward, my stepdad, who passed away, was August 9th. I was like, I knew there oh, was a weird... Right. I knew there was one of my parents, like, somebody who had the same birthday. August that's 9th. right, that's right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I, I, I do... I How do is your up. mother doing? She's I love doing your mother. very well. She's doing very well. Good. She lives in uh, lives in Pasadena. I still, I think she did. Yeah, she yeah. Did she, yeah. She's kind of bopped around the okay. Pasadena area, but she's... Uh, Can I inquire on her... Is she dating? I always no, like to ask. She's not dating. She, I was gonna say she doesn't care. She doesn't. You know she. Which I love because my mom's the opposite. She's very into. My mom's incredibly independent. I love that. And doesn't take shit from anyone. And I think it just kind of got to a point where she was like, I mean, not to say that. Like yeah. I think I think a dude, and I I would love it if she yeah. had a companion that she could hang. Up. But but she also she doesn't really feel like to me like she needs that. So maybe I shouldn't want that for her. No, oh, but that's the best place to be in because if she meets someone, she meets someone, and she can just have them for pure companionship. She has a zero tolerance for bullshit. I, I remember like years ago she went on a couple dates with a guy, and then he disappeared. And she didn't hear from him for a while, and then he came back around. He was like, "I'm sorry, I was going through some stuff." And she was like, "And good luck with that." Great. She was like, "I'm yeah. do not. Uh, my father raised me to mm-hmm. not need put up with that." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she, uh, she, I, I think for her, because you know, dating just sucks. And uh, I guess. I and know. and uh, well, it is. It is like yeah. it's, it's a. It is very much a trial and error process. Yeah, it's hundred percent. And she does not feel like. I think she just doesn't feel like going through the trial and error yeah. of finding up someone's baggage. And which, uh, by you know that part of your life, there's going to be a lot of baggage. There's yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have to be like open. You have to be wanting it to put up with it. But she does have a dog. That the dogs are always a little. More, I was going to say she had dogs. She's back always in the had day. a dog. Yeah, always had a dog, and they're always a little more spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, the dog's okay. a little more spoiled. I have a little fantasy that maybe I would be like an old like dog lady at just some an point. Old, an old dog lady. Yeah, just like on my own with my dogs. At like <laughs> what 70. about your husband and your child? Oh, he'll be. Oh no. Well, I mean, my child will still be alive. I'm divorced. Oh, okay. I I have a whole episode about how I have a full divorce fan divorcee fantasy, which is really very true. I truly, and I'm happily married, so it's probably not going to happen. But I really do have these fabulous like fantasies of me being a divorcee and just crushing it. What? I, <laughs> I just feel like I'm meant for it. Don't you think? I mean, listen, I, you know, I feel the same. Like, 
it's great that you're in an amazing relationship, but you always struck me as someone who's like, hey, I could be on my own. I could be in a relationship. Yeah. I'm cool either way. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I told you this the last time you were on the podcast, but you're, you're m- m- from everything I could tell from having dated you for almost a year and a half, your mental health is very strong. And, e- and even to the point where, you know, back then, right when I was about to quit drinking, you, you're, you had a, you know, you had a some tolerance policy and then the end you were just like, yeah, I don't. I don't need this. And you respectfully, you didn't, you, it was, it was a very healthy thing to do. It was very healthy for you to go, I don't know what your problem is, but you got a problem and you should probably figure that out. But I'm, I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be around for it. And that was an incredibly healthy thing to do. And I applaud you for that. Because it's so easy to stay in, um, in a, in a bad, in in a, in a situation that's not healthy for someone. Yeah. Well, I think also because it was an issue that we had probably from the beginning of our relationship and it was like, well, it's not, it's not getting better. Like you weren't addressing it at that point. Right, 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 right. And so it was like, well then what, what can I do other than to walk away and say, and just to clarify, it wasn't like, we didn't, Oh no, no, no. It it wasn't, it wasn't anything like terrible. Well, that's what I talked about. I think last time, cause you were like, how could you have dated me or whatever? And I'm yeah. like, you were the exact same person you are now. You just drank for like anxiety reasons. But it wasn't like you were walking around drunk all the time. Right, right, right. Like it was not like you were that kind of an alcoholic. Right, right, right. By any means. It was, it was, there was some sort of anxiety or something you were, you know, self-medicating in some capacity. But it was like just beers over the night. It wasn't like there was no like hitting the bottom or like a, like, we, ha- you were still a great person. Oh, come on! Um, that's what was so like hard about it. Where yeah. I would have probably never even en- engaged in the relationship in the first place. Right, right, right. Um, but we did. I remember we did. You know, but when you're doing comedy, especially when you're doing the comedy scene in Los yeah. Angeles, it's you're in bars a oh, lot all the time. So yeah. the first handful of times we hung out, we're <laughs> always in bars because we were we were doing shows. Yeah. And everything, and Jamie Kaler, yeah. our mutual friend who you had dated yeah. before, worked in a bar where there yeah. was a show. Yeah. So we hung out there a yeah. lot. It was you know? definitely always being in those, in all, yeah, and it's late nights. It's all, you know, it's it's a totally different lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, It was interesting when I, when I quit. I was like, how am I going to, yeah. is it going to be weird to do comedy? Because most comedy rooms, with the exception of UCB and now Meltdown, but most of them were bars with a stage. Yeah. Like, even comedy clubs are basically yeah, bars with a stage. It's to make money on alcohol. That's right. And then it's, you know... A comic is just to... Just, not to, I mean, take, basically like not the, to take the art out of it, but you're distracting people while they buy alcohol and well, food. Well, it's like a TV show. That's yeah. just the filler in between the advertisements. That's right. To make Wait, money. what? Wait, what's happening? I don't <laughs> understand. But, like, I... I drink or that kind of thing, but I was never a big drinker. You know what right. I mean? I think when you don't have an issue with it, it, it doesn't even strike me like, oh, I'm in bars, but that wouldn't mean I would have to drink. You know what I mean? I'm sure I brought this up the last time you were on the podcast, but I still sometimes, uh, in the middle of the night, like have an anxiety moment about how you almost burned your face off blowing out your candles yeah. and your birthday cake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it was mm-hmm. cl- it was close to being... devastating, and you got, you managed to smack it I out in time. I fast. Um, yeah, I think we it, we you maybe were leaning over the I was cake. Leaning over my candle. I had those long candles. Yeah, it was my thirtieth birthday. Yep, and of course, <laughs> this is thirty. Your face burns <laughs> off with a candle. 
Is that the new Jed Apatow? He's I'm going not- backwards? <laughs> yeah, this is 30, your face burns off with a candle. That's the whole title. And Taylor Swift does the sound track. I'm 30 <laughs> now. I'm not the same as I was. There's a three in front of my name in case you forgot. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Hello, it's me. I'm 30 now. I'm not 29 anymore. <laughs> Write it down. Oh, God, it's just all gold. <laughs> how, is it? How does it feel to just everything be gold? It. <laughs> everything that Wait comes out. Wait a minute. It feels like you're being a little sarcastic. First of all, you know me well enough to know I would never be sarcastic. <laughs> um. Uh, I did almost burn my face off. I was blowing out the candles and my hair lit on fire and it just like went whoom up the side of my head. The instant smell of burning hair. Oh yeah. I got it out relative. I mean, luckily I knew what was happening and I like patted it out and I think I talked about this. My brother, Ryan, his thought was to come around and luckily I got it out before he did this, was to shove my face. His instinct was to take the back of my head and shove it into the cake. (laughs) Which still had lit candles. So I'm like... Why was that your instinct? And thank Finish God. Finish the job. I, thank God I got it out before you got across the room, psycho. Yeah. I think I have a video. My Uncle Richard, I believe, has a video of it. Because he was videoing. It was my birth, 30th birthday. So he was like videoing it. But it's like on VHS or something. You know, because it was like 72 years ago. Write it down for your program. Oh, the program. I mean, that's a good, like, and someone thinks... Someone thinks maybe in the show though they actually get your face in the cake. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, but I would have to light my hair on fire. It's uh, right next to my face. Visual effects. I got out of it once. Visual- <laughs> you feel like you I don't, feel like you I have. You don't want to dance too close to the literal fire. Yeah, I feel like I got out once. I don't know what will happen. Um, D- digital effects, you know, visual visual effects. You know what I was thinking of the other day? Because it sounds like I'm just on unlimited vacations, but I legitimately didn't have a day off for 11 months. Uh-huh. So I just went to Hawaii. I just went to Kauai. Nice. Oh, great. And I was, I was thinking about you because I remembered that when we first started dating, I went to Kauai with my family. Mm-hmm. And you – and I had like a little – I had a fear of flying back then. We both did. Yep. And you told me that on Kauai, there are roosters everywhere. There are chickens everywhere. Chickens and roosters, and there are. Yeah. And you gave me this little chicken that, like, stuffed animal thing that was, like, little. And I think if you pressed it, it, like, went, like, like, you know, whatever. And I had that, and I would fly with it for, like... Eight years or like something. I had it and I would carry it with me. And I was just thinking about it because the roosters were like waking me up at like five in the morning. Right. And I just, it hit me the other day. I was like, oh my God, I remember Chris, he was like, you're going to love Kauai. Here's this rooster and like bring it with you when you fly. And I used to keep it with me for years and years and years. Yeah. Now I have no idea what You don't it is. need it anymore. No, I don't. It served its purpose. It served its purpose, and it was delightful, and it just, it made me think, I forgot about that, and I just It was remembered. like a little yeah. safety chicken it or something. It was a little like, safety just to, chicken. Just to distract you from, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Well, because yeah. there are chickens all over Hawaii. There are mm-hmm. wild chickens everywhere. Everywhere. Because, you know, I guess from various hurricanes hurricane that just blew, <laughs> no one knew whose chicken was whose. And then they made like an ordinance, like you can't hunt the chickens and you can't collect the chickens after this hurricane. But it's very weird to see chickens in the wild, like just up in trees, <laughs> just like. Whole families of chickens, yeah. like through like the parking lot, just like baby wild, chickens. Wild chickens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a, that's a very, that's a very sweet touching yeah. story. Yeah, that's really... the only sweet touching story. <laughs> the rest was you hell. motivated me to quit drinking and change my life. I gave you a chicken. Yeah, so so we're even. Totally even out. <laughs> <laughs> that's my point. This is it. 
We figured we were we're even, Steven. Hey, now. you're welcome. Yo, I'm Joey Slamming. You're welcome. I'm sure you haven't seen Moana, but that's a it's big, a, it's a great big song. Disney film. Yes, it is. I'm a great did uh, you see it? Great fan of Disney films. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did. What? Well, why you don't have to say it in such a weird way. It's well, a Disney film. I am a great fan of Disney films. <laughs> you can just say yes, I'm Moana. You don't have to like make a whole speech about it. Here, yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> I need everyone's attention. <laughs> Let it be known on this day, <laughs> the twenty something of August, of August, that two ought one seven. <laughs> In the order of new business, <laughs> I, Christopher Ryan Hardwick, on November 23rd, 1971, the work in Turkey, do as it's declare that uh, Moana is a delight that I have seen. Let it be known that I've seen this Because film. it is a Disney film, and I am a fan. I am a fan a of both films and uh, The Rock. Okay. I is enjoy. he a nice person? I don't Do know. I've never him? met him. Oh, I felt like that was one. Yeah. He's so sweet. I, he seems like a sweet he guy. He seems like a sweet guy. Yeah, I don't know. I've never met him. Um, Moana, big, big in our home for a while. And then she moved on? And then you move on, yeah. What, Hamilton, very big right now. Oh, man. We were supposed to go to the premiere of that in L.A., mm. and Lydia got a really bad sinus infection and was mm. down for the count. Oof. And then she you was like, go. you know, I don't think I want to cough through a hole. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I feel bad. I didn't want to go without her. You know, no, no, no. Like, I'm saying you can go now. Oh, I can go Not now. Not without. I'm st- like, there's nope, still. Nope, that was it. It's going to be here till December. I'm, no, going in, I'm going in September. I don't believe it. Okay. Pixar. Also, again, and there's a big break. Saw it in New York, original cast. Oh. Again. Wow. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda. He was there. <laughs> you, oh, are you friends with him? Lenny? Yeah. I don't. Linny? That's what he goes by. I don't know if that's true. Linny. Okay. Linny M. I don't know if he goes M by Linny M. M squared. He does not go by Linny M squared. He does. I've never heard this before. It's only his very, very close <clears throat> Oh, I see. Okay. And family. Oh, okay. Great. And when you were hanging out with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, where were you Linny hanging out? New York. At the dog park. Oh, I said dog <laughs> park already. Oh, I went, fuck. I messed it up. <laughs> I that's okay. Know. I fucked it up, too. I fucked it up, too. Because I said dog park again. Oh, that was mine. Was the best no, I you said with. dog park. I said, yeah. What? We literally you said can, toy store. I did say toy store, yeah. Yeah. We can... Uh, this is the problem is I... Is the bit is a thing, but somehow we always fuck it up now when we try can to do never it. recapture the magic. Once it's over, it's over. What are your current karaoke songs that you like to rock out? Because you not, are a big karaoke... No, I haven't, I haven't, been, I haven't really? been to a karaoke place in years. Years. Really? Years. Yeah. You made us go a lot. Uh, well, calm down about it. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it, but he, you were a big hero, and you I have love a very karaoke. you have a very good voice, and we're real braggy about it. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, he would go, and it, he was one of those people yeah, that had like yeah. his like four or five songs that he knew he could bring. Them well, Andrew Savage has been a great guest on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I see we're out of time. I understand that you need to get to Italia. So, Italia. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a karaoke rat. I used to. I had my four songs. Yeah, and, uh, you know. But I think when I that was like. 2003, 2004. But when I when I went on the ro- when I went on the road to do stand up, yeah, that, that sort took. of that sort of took all of that mm-hmm. needing to be up on stage energy, and yeah. I and I just didn't really do it anymore. And the group that I used to go with, sort of like everyone had kids, and they all yeah. went off, and it just sort of disbanded. Yeah, uh, it was the it was the 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 Moon Zappa yeah. Nina Gordon group who oh. were great karaoke people. 
By the way, um, Nina Gordon's son is in the same class as my daughter. Mm -hmm. She is a delight. And I'm going to say it again because she she is is a delight. She is a delight. Uh, And we put it together because we both were like, God, you look so familiar. You look so familiar. But we didn't know why for like a year. And then she came up to me when she was like, used to date. And like she put it together. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So. So karaoke group. Mm -hmm. Again. We're all gonna go. Does your husband like karaoke? Uh, he does. To I mean, he not a good voice. <laughs> not great uh, at all. Um, he does one song. I've what, seen it now quite a few song? times. Again, is it? It's not Baby Got Back, is it? No, but it's in the line of it's Copacabana. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. You know what? That's so, fine. Uh, you know Copacabana, Sweet Caroline. You're like these, uh, but you know it could be worse. Oh, it could definitely be worse. Yeah. He does a whole dance and stuff that he sort of... He, like, worked in a hotel when he was, like, 21 in Saipan. Okay. And they would do a talent show, evidently. Mm-hmm. And this was part of it. Was doing Copacabana? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You say it like, yeah. but I married him anyway. Anyway. By the way, yeah, I did. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot of those with him. Like, yeah, it still's worked out, but... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the key to a healthy relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, 100%. Hey, listen. <laughs> Neither one of us are perfect. <laughs> By the way, I'll tell you right now, he likes popcorn jelly bellies. Buttered popcorn jelly bellies. What? Yeah. What's that? What? Oh, buttered popcorn jelly bellies. Oh, like the yeah. flavor of yeah. butter. I was thinking of like, I don't know why I was thinking of gummy bears dipped in popcorn butter or something. But he likes... Popcorn flavored the, jelly bellies. The ones that literally I'm like, that's what that's like the shit that jelly bellies have at the end of making the good flavors, and then they just save it and put it into buttered popcorn and they're just that's like right. we like fuck you if you buy this. <laughs> yeah. By the time you get to the bottom of a box, they're just going, fuck, fuck you. you. This is it's like they're being boozled, but yeah. before they were being boozled. You couldn't make another strawberry one? No. Nope. This is just it's like the refuse of all the other ones. <laughs> thrown into that and that's the one my husband like beelines for this is all the toxicity yeah do you watch Rick and Morty at all a little bit okay yeah not I I don't I I don't watch a ton of TV in general and then this year I've been not really watching anything other than Game of Thrones really is the only thing I've watched I'm behind on that I enjoy it but I'm just behind on it you don't have to apologize to me I don't think I was apologize to David Benioff (laughs) I'm sorry David I'm sorry David I'm sorry I haven't been current on your show on your program but it does does, I mean I know the show's great I I loved it when I did watch it but I just uh, there are some days especially like the last couple of years where everything's been so crazy where I just I need to watch Rick and Morty like I can't I can't just get super invested yeah. in a, you know. I agree. I feel like, especially when I'm working crazy, like this past year, when I do sit and watch TV, I, I end up watching, like, Project Runway. Right. Or something just where I'm sort of half on my iPad, sort of watching. Well, also, so much of, like, I, because of the after shows, like, Walking Dead, Better Call Saul. Well, yeah, you've got... All, all these yeah. shows, like, I, I feel like... I only have room in my life yeah. for like a couple of those. Yeah. Preacher's great though. If you, oh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you watch it, but I have it's not. fucking fantastic. 
But I, uh, uh, I, and I think there's just not enough room in my brain to take on Game of Thrones. And that's one where you have to focus. You and really you have to pause do. and go like, wait a minute, who was that again? Yeah. That was the dad from like seven seasons ago that gave away the blah, 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 because he thought he which was Which dragon gay. was that again? Which dragon was which that? Dragon? Is that which dragon? dragon? Is that the How dragon? How do I know it's three dragons? I don't even know. I, I can't, I I've never seen, yeah, maybe there's a bunch of dragons. I haven't seen them all in the same room. I don't, <laughs> the same room, just yeah. hanging out. Yeah. We don't know. It could be one dragon. They're just making it seem like it's Do three. you have content restrictions for your daughter? Would you let her watch Game of Thrones? God, no. Okay. I, yes. I feel like when we have kids, I'm going to let them watch whatever they want. No. Then you should have them taken away. But my pa- <laughs> Then don't have that. I feel like my this pa- is very simple. Well, not like porn, but I mean like, uh, you know, my parents let me watch. Well, they pretty much will let me watch any comedy thing. You, didn't you also have a TV in your bedroom? Well, you know. I feel like I remember this and being like, ugh, Maybe I did. (laughs) Because all I ever wanted was a TV in my room growing up. My parents were like, no fucking way. But you were like, only child with a TV in your room. So check this out. The, uh, uh, Lydia's out of town at the moment and I put the, we have a TV, we have a TV in our bedroom now. Oh, Um, well, well, well. And uh, because when I was a kid, Twilight Zone was on uh, late at night. Yeah. And in syndication. And so when I put on Twilight Zone, I immediately get relaxed. Because I watched it every oh, night when I was a, a little kid. I so, am talking Tina. I'm, I don't and like I you. don't like you. That's very good. <laughs> are, you do, are, you do, are you doing more voiceover work? No. Well, that was good. Oh, thank you. Take a this, compliment. I, I figured this was an audition, right? Yep, it is. I've been, this has all been leading up for that audition. First of all, you were great. We are going in another direction. Fine, fair. Please keep me in mind if anything else comes up. I was like, I'm available. Feedback. We're going in another direction. What does that mean? It, it means we're not hiring. We're not hiring you. We're going in a direction away from you. We're going with. Uh, we're going another direction. We're going with someone who's white with brown hair, sort of like <laughs> Wait, five but nine. I, but slim. I have. Oh, that's that's no, all those but things. But it's a totally different direction. Well, that's not. That's sort the of same a dry direction. sense of humor, but with like a positive energy behind it. I, I mean, this is literally somewhat the same nerdy. Direction. Like grew I can't up. Believe how much has a mother named direction. Sharon Lee. So it's just not not the me. Osama bin Laden, but the other Sharon Lee. <laughs> Michael Sullivan. Yeah, Michael Sullivan. Um, but it's just no, no, no. It's a totally different direction. <laughs> but I, that's my, that's me. No, that no. You see yourself different than we. I see don't. Uh, but I can, on paper I can prove the character's name is Christopher Reinhardt. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I feel like those are always the roles I never get. Where the it's ones literally are literally like, like exactly me. You never want your agent to say you're perfect for this one. Uh, and go kiss of kiss death. Of death. I always say that to my husband because I'll make him read lines with me and then he'll read it with me. He goes, you're getting this one. I was like, okay, well, now you just, so now why do I even go in? No, what would you do if he was like, oh, you're not going to get this? Then those are the ones I usually get. Really? (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. Then I go, eat another buttered popcorn jelly belly, (laughs) asshole. Yeah. In your Copacabana fantasy. Yeah. (laughs) You and I are divorced in my mind. I'm living great. Oh, he knows all about my divorce fans. He's like, I don't love that. And I'm like, I get it. I get where that's not appealing. <laughs> now, in your in your divorcee fantasy, are you like, uh-huh. are you like going to the grocery store and like bright red lipstick and a beehive hairdo and like big press on nails? Why would that? Be I don't something? know. I just didn't but know if that was a part of the, why that is, was an aesthetic part to the fantasy. Is that what you think of divorcee? Like a like a been caught stealing video? Like no, you know, I think. I'm just sort of like a woman. I talk about this much, but like a woman who's like just not afraid to like live her life. <laughs> Love she, songs on the yeah. coast. 
in and I say like a woman this is my thing like a woman is not afraid to storm into a small bank and demand a small business loan you know what I mean or like not afraid to wear be the first lady in a midwest town to wear pants like just sort of like living on her own terms if a man's there great but I'm rouging my cheeks for myself. I, I, I suspect in this <laughs> fantasy, you don't actually want to open a small business. No, just I just want, want a small business loan. loan. How much you need? Sixty grand. I just need sixty grand. Tops to bots. <laughs> sixty grand. Um, I don't know. It's just sort of this weird, like where she there's a mystique about it. Like, oh, she's a divorcee. No, but I feel like if you <laughs> if you did achieve that, don't you think you'd just be bummed? Oh. The reality of it, like only seeing my child three days a week, not being with my husband whom I love. Yeah, having to date the animals that are actually still out there who aren't married. Can I have a small business loan, please? <laughs> because I can't afford to actually pay my friends. I just need $60,000. I just need $60,000. I'll suck your dick. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> oh, God. Chris is down. <laughs> Chris is down. <laughs> it was the, oh, oh no, he can't breathe. Get an inhaler. Oh, oh savage! Oh. God damn it! Oh. You're a fucking delight. We have fun. We do have fun. Well, I hope we get to hang out when you come back from uh, Italy. Yeah, Italy. Maria, when are you here and your family? <laughs> oh no, that's Olive Garden. <clears throat> but Olive Garden isn't that just a taste of Italy? I don't. I hope not. I have not been there. I don't think so. Maybe I've been there. I've probably been there at some point in my life. You know, it's 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 tasty in yeah. a processed American food kind of way. I but, feel like uh, if I lived in a place where like there weren't a lot. I mean, in LA, there's um, so many choices. But yeah. if your choices were limited, yeah, there's a lot of choices. There's the Olive Garden in Burbank. There's the Olive Garden <laughs> in Culver City. Right. There's the Olive Garden. Yeah, <clears throat> but you're going to actual Olive Garden. I am going to the actual our Olive Garden of life. Yeah. So I hope you have fun at the wedding. Thank you. Um, have you thought about if they say, does anyone here protest think that this couple should oh, not? Have you thought of a bit I will to shut do? it down. Okay, good. It's not a bit. It's not, you just don't These want this. These people are not going to You're last. going to Italy no, to make sure that this happy. union I have, by the way, been to a destination wedding where all of us knew this marriage would not last. But we all went all the way to Edinburgh. Oh. Because they were planning a very fancy wedding, and it was very cool. Right. It was like in the chapel from like the back of like the, the end of Da Vinci Code, and like in like the Balmoral Castle, and all the stuff. So we all were like, "Let's go." We're all friends with these people, but we're like, they have a terrible relationship and should not be getting married. On the other hand, bagpipes in the wedding, probably but tons of bagpipes, uh, haggis, mm-hmm. a haggis carving ceremony. Yeah, it was very. It was a great weekend. They did not last maybe a year. <laughs> okay, well, but you got to go to Edinburgh. We got to go to a beautiful trip to Edinburgh. This we- this marriage, I think, is solid. This one, I think, is going to go, go this one, the distance. This, this one's going to go. It would be kind of fun if people had, like, divorce, like, destination divorces. They're like, hey, we're going to get divorced. Oh, God, you're really feeding that divorcee fantasy. Let's all go now. to France. <laughs> and uh, Do you go with the spouse you're leaving? I feel like you do. Like I this feel is like our last hurrah. You stand there, and then an officiator says, uh, "Do you untake this man to be?" Uh-huh. I, I and do. And then you throw your rings at each other. You throw your rings at each other. Someone throws a bouquet back at you. <laughs> yeah. Everything happens in reverse. in reverse. And then you you backwards kiss, and you actually suck the life of each other out like a dementor. You get you get your life back. <laughs> you suck your life back. You suck your life back into your body. Yeah, that's Guys, right. This sounds. 
great. Yeah. And then maybe you cast a Patronus or two. Or two. Does your daughter have a Patronus? What's her Patronus? Yes, her Patronus, I want to say Bunny. Okay. Uh, Which I think is Hermione's. I don't remember. Um, Maybe it was a dolphin. I don't know. It was something that I was like, that's a Patronus? Two very different animals. I know. I know. I feel like it was one where I was like, this seems... No, you know dolphins, the bunnies of the sea, they call them. <laughs> no. no, they don't. You know rabbits, the dolphins of the forest, they call them. You know where I'm hoping to where I'm hoping to go for my next birthday? No. I was trying to get us to do the Oh shit! <laughs> God I was trying to give it. you the eye, like okay, here okay, we go. Okay. Well we can't do where it. Where are we going? Hogsmeade. Fox! <laughs> Fox isn't even a thing, I said. We're going to Fox Studios on Pico. (laughs) 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 We're going to 20th Century Fox on Pico. Fox, I just missed it. Why can we not? Okay, should we try to end on one? (laughs) Just try to get one. Okay, okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, ask ask us where we're going after this podcast. Where are you going after this? The aquarium. Wait, no, I wasn't Wait ready. what? Oh, God, God damn it! I was on blank. What the fuck? I do improv. This is <laughs> not now. You what? Don't. No, suddenly What's I just, sh- I just like immediately like a fear came over me. Um, all right, here we go. <clears throat> okay. All right. Where are you guys going after this? Best rug buy. Factory. Best rug factory. Buy. They're the gonna get the best buy at the rug factory. factory. Bye. Yeah. Mm. Enjoy your burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice try, though. Oh, we should probably, by the way, mention uh, oh. that I'm sorry is this, available. Yeah, and it will be. I think the series finale will be right after this. The finale. The series. It's not series finale. Season finale. The season finale. Season finale. Oh God, I just canceled my own no, show. Don't do that. They just gave they you just another season. Uh, Wednesdays, uh, 10 p.m. on True TV. On True TV. And you can also go to True TV's app and watch it that way on demand. You can then watch it. And I TV. demand to see this program. Oh boy. Uh, I was going to say there's explicit version because we swear a lot on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So there's explicit on demand um, and all of that language. stuff. Yeah. Just the language. Because uh, we can say everything on the actual show except fuck and cunt. <laughs> you just, th- those are the two those that you, the can't, two you say. can't say. And those, but on, if you watch it in the explicit on demand, I believe. Do you let your daughter swear? She has no interest. My daughter is such a goody goody that she Literally, she was in preschool and peep, like other kids would be saying stuff about poop. She'd be like, Mommy, that's potty language. Wow. And I would be like, That's eh, okay. So then I found myself trying to loosen her up. And so now <laughs> I'm always hey, like, how's that? I'm pooping and I'm farting and here we poop. <laughs> and she's like, Mommy, that is potty language. Like she gets really Queen Victoria on me. Sweetheart, how's your fucking cereal? Is it. Uh... <laughs> I don't swear a lot in front of her. I do not. Um, I don't think. Yeah. But I feel like. Kids pick up on. She hears it like Hamilton. She'll be like, "This song has four bad words," mm-hmm. but she has no interest in saying them. Okay. And if I say like, "Well, what?" Or she'll say someone said a bad word, and I'm like, "Well, what?" And she's like, "With an S," you know, like very. <laughs> Does she mean like shit or like fucks? <laughs> I'll ask her. Okay. You mean shit or fucks? <laughs> Get out. Hey, shit or fucks? Um. She's going to one day be able to Google and because she's obsessed with me and thinks the world just like sun rises and falls. She's so going to think. No, she does. She does. Um, and then one day she's going to Google 
me and my career. And my mother like, is my mother's disgusting. <laughs> what did she do? Yeah. I'm so ashamed. What is this? And it'll be like the reverse. Yeah. Where did you learn this? Oh, it's such a reverse. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I hope to All see right. you soon. Thank I hope you. you have a safe trip to, you. Uh, to Italy. And um, yeah, that's it. All right. The end. The end. Let's, dis- let's, let's dismount this high horse that I've been on the entire time. <laughs> Again, that is not a horse, Chris. What is it? Ooh, gotta go. All right. <laughs> gotta take care of that butt period. Yeah. Guys, it's a heavier flow <laughs> than I expected. All right. Okay. Go. okay, gotta go. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Rhea Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.